Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, the <clears throat> scrambling to put shit together, <laughs> Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. You can find me at odddadoutpodcast.com, where you can subscribe and link to me and all the things and find all the stuff. And this is the show where I ramble and rant and tell you whatever the hell's going on in my life. I make fun of some weird new shit and I tell you about some podcasts that you should check out because I just like sharing shit with you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> How are you doing today? I am scrambling to put all this together because for some weird reason, I decided I wanted to get completely caught up in a little tutorial on just audio stuff and ended up doing a lot of behind the scenes tweaking. So if you notice a difference in the sound this week, let me know. What'd you think? I don't know. I'm, I'm hearing a difference, but I'm also not. I mean, it's, 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 it's different. So anyway, this week has been interesting, <laughs> I guess. I mean, we can't, it's, it's another one of those where stuff happened and there really wasn't no way we could have planned it. So yeah. Long story short, we got another dog. And this was completely by surprise, as seems to always be the case with stuff for us. Um, long story short, we got another one of my sister's dogs. <laughs> and if you aren't familiar, basically all of our animals, other than our cats, were once my sister's pets. And they're all from the same sister. And it, it pretty much just comes down to circumstances in changing homes and locations and relationships and things happening where she's gone from, like, when we first moved out here, we lived with her and she had this big dog, Emmett. And you've heard me talk about Emmett if you've heard me mention animals at all. Our, our big dopey Dalmatian Labrador. And he was her dog. And while we lived with her, we got a dog who was a boxer. She was a puppy. She was tea tiny. And a few years ago, she came down with cancer. And so she is no longer with us. Well, when we moved out of my sister's house, they, because she was a puppy when they, when, you know, they, they grew, kind of grew up together. She grew up and she always had Emmett around her. So when we moved out, they were both really depressed. And incidentally, when my sister moved out of that house, we were in together in her new place, she wasn't allowed to have a dog, especially a great big Dalmatian like him. So we ended up taking him on and it was good for both of them because she, they were both really excited to be together again until of course uh, she wasn't with us. But <laughs> in the course of moves, like in her next place, they got fish. I was like, okay, 
they, they, they got a fish tank and they were, they had all these cichlids and all this stuff. And she ended up moving in with us after a relationship ended and well, the fish came with her and she actually also had a tortoise and a dog. (laughs) And well, the dog ended up basically staying partially with us, but for the most part, the dog ended up going with her ex-husband because it was kind of her kid's dog. And so it's like, okay, well, they have a big house. They can take care of the this dog. Well, after she moved out from living with us, well, she didn't have, like, she was moving into an apartment. She couldn't take the fish with her. She really didn't have a yard to, you know, put a tortoise out to roam and all that stuff. So we acquired all of her fish <laughs> and her tortoise, Shelby, which I talked about a few, maybe, God, it was probably a month or two ago. We were talking about, you know, her whole building her new environment and food and all the stuff we're doing for her. So, yeah, all of these animals were hers. The only thing that we didn't have at this point was the dog. We also, in this time period from across, and this is, I mean, this is scattered across eight or nine years. Well, to today, all of the acquisition of these animals was probably in like four years four or five years. But anyway, in all of this time, we also acquired two cats. Well, one of them we actually brought, we had a cat when we moved out here and we acquired another one. He was a stray. We brought him in, blah, blah, blah. So the cats are ours outright. But at this point, all of the other animals we had came from her. Well, uh, long story short, over this last weekend, We got the dog because of just kind of stuff going on with their new house and stuff with between just a lot of, lot of stuff going on. It basically turned into, Hey, do you think you guys can take Jasper? And we, and it sucks because you know, like every time my sister has issues with an animal, we are here to take the animals. So we have this whole farm you know at this point now we have two dogs two cats a tortoise and two fish because originally we had five fish and they started dying and eating each other and you know that goes with fish so now we're down to two fish (laughs) but yeah we've just got all these animals and she wants birds and shit too i was like no we're not and she and she's she's been nagging me for a puppy for for forever rihanna has been bugging me for Uh, at her estimate, three years, she's been bugging me for a puppy and she sits there looking at the Arizona Humane Society website. And every time she goes to PetSmart, she looks at all the puppies and she's like, Oh, I want a puppy. Can we have a puppy? I'm like, no, we already lost one dog. We're not getting another puppy. I'm not doing that to Emmett. Emmett is going on 13. He's an old dog. He only has a few years left and I'm not about to introduce a puppy into his life it will kill him. And I don't want to put him through that, you know, stuff all over again. But, you know, one of those, when you will it to be, it, 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 it bees. And all of her nagging me for the last three years. Well, here's the dog. (laughs) It's not the dog we wanted. And really it's, it's, it's less that we didn't want Jasper. 
who is a white, I think he's a part shepherd. I don't know. He's white and pointy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I, I know at one point my sister knew what he was, but he was a rescue for her. You know, he came from an abusive background. And so he's really jumpy. And she spent a lot, she spent five, six years now training him and just doing everything she could to take care of this dog. But now she can't. And now we have him. And he, he, when we first met him, when she first got him and we'd like dog sit and things when she'd go on trips, just like she dog sits for us, we would dog sit for her. And when they were moving or when, like I said, for a while, he was, it was probably a year or two where he was with her ex-husband because, you know, shared custody with the kids. And so the dog is with her and the kid or with the kids and all that. Well, during that period, anytime they would go on vacation, we were the place that, because my sister couldn't have him at the time. So we were the place where he would go. Because he was familiar with Emmett, even though like from the get go. And this is, again, he's basically kind of been around for five, six years now. And so, you know, when he was really little and very untrained and very new to everything, he was a complete terror. And the last house we lived in, we literally had to replace at least three doors, maybe four and a lot of molding and like the, the baseboards and stuff like that. Because he was hyper-destructive. He would get super, super, uh, what's it, separation anxiety and would start clawing and scratching at doors. And if you'd like, oh, we're going to lock him in the bathroom, he would tear the door apart. Or if there was a closed door, he would scratch and claw at the carpet and rip it up really bad. And I mean, and and again, this is, you know, one-year-old Jasper versus now six-year-old Jasper who's much more calm and he's been fixed in the meantime and he's had training and, and, and obedience classes and things like this. And he's, he's settled into a loving family versus abuse background was very fresh in his history at the time, but we were concerned taking him on because in the past, basically he didn't get along with Emmett at all. They had a very open hostility. And I always chalked it up to jealousy over our other dog, over Cheyenne, our boxer, because she grew up with Emmett. Emmett was her best friend. Well, it seemed she she was always super, super loving. She got along with the cats. We always joked that uh, because when we got when we got Cheyenne, we had just taken on. I mean, we were well, we were still living with my sister. So we had our cat. And then my sister had Emmett and Emmett and Fluffy, our cat hated each other. Cheyenne comes in. She's our dog. She was a puppy puppy. So she's staying with us back in our room. She lives with Fluffy. So our cat and the puppy have to get along. They have no choice. So as Cheyenne gets bigger, she basically plays peacekeeper between Fluffy and Emmett. And now Fluffy and Emmett for the most part are cool. And so they were all very harmonious well when (laughs) we introduced jasper into this equation again untrained puppy-ish jasper cheyenne was super friendly and happy and loved and played with everybody she loved when we brought on our when we took in our other cat she was fine with him but 
when Jasper came in, she was fine with Jasper. She wanted to play with Jasper. Well, Emmett was old and crotchety and did not want to share his friend. And so would openly fight with Jasper until Cheyenne was gone. Once Cheyenne was gone, it was kind of a, they were both kind of sad about it. And they both, yeah, it, it's one of those things you don't realize. But the attachment that your pets have to each other. And Emmett took it very hard. He knew what was going on. We told him he knew she wasn't well. And Jasper knew she wasn't well. And they both took it rather hard. But now that she's not a factor, now that they're not fighting over her, basically, they're okay. And again, Emmett's older and lazier. Jasper's older and lazier. They're pretty much cool. Their beds sit next to each other in our bedroom now. They're both literally laying right behind me in my chair here. And Jasper used to absolutely 100% be that dog who hated cats. Now really doesn't care about the cats, which is kind of funny because my wife's cat, Toby, the the stray we had adopted. I've talked about Toby. He's an asshole. (laughs) He is that cat who will sit there and knock a glass off the table like he did to me uh, the other day. I had a glass of milk on the table and the asshole fucking cat knocked it off the table. And I was having to fucking sweep glass out from under the damn couch and shit, damn it. But anyway, (laughs) but other than like, Toby has a problem with Emmett. Toby has a problem with dogs in general. He's just kind of an asshole because he's that kind of a cat. Jasper doesn't seem to care. He really doesn't. Minus the fact that Toby will just walk up and swat him for no reason. But he also will do that to us. So we're it, it really... You know, right now we are technically in a trial period with taking Jasper in because he had that kind of hostile history with the other animals and being destructive and all that. But really, the worst I can say we've had this week with him here is that when I go to take the boys to school or have to leave the house in the morning, he tends to push past the baby gates and possibly sit on the boys' beds. I don't know because all I know is that the gates are down when I get when I walk back in. But as soon as he hears me coming, he opens. He's like right there at the door because he's that I'm going to be waiting here at the door kind of dog. And so as soon as he hears you know keys jingling or the doorknob coming, he's right there waiting for you at the door. But I know he's been in there because the gates pushed down. So you know, but it's 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 going well. And for all intents and purposes. We now have another dog. <laughs> and in all of this now, because we have two dogs and two cats and all of all of the other animals, we are now seriously considering a membership with that subscription service, Chewy, where I thought before it was just like dog treats and stuff like that and toys like, oh, yeah, we're going to auto ship you dog treats. Well, they actually also do a lot of different pet foods so you can order your pet food basically like the big bags. So we could get a 30 pound bag of blue Buffalo, which is what we have to give Emmett because of his dietary restrictions because thyroid stuff, because yeah, our dog is the thyroid condition too, but you know, we have to have him have special food. Well, Jasper is kind of on the diet food because for a while he started getting really fat and cause he was overeating, he was being overfed 
And so he's, you know, they, they, they need special food and we get special food for them. So, hey, let's find a way to get it cheaper. And then we found out, oh, yeah, cat litter is super cheap there, too. Oh, and hey, they have we can actually get Emmett's medication through there. And next thing I know, like Rihanna's sitting there with she's what the, the amount of money that we'll be saving, I think, just on Emmett's medication by ordering it through them. We'll probably pay for the dog food. Honestly, not even just the increase in dog food, the old overall cost of dog food. So because <laughs> I think we're paying like 60 something bucks for a 60 day supply of his medication. I think she said it's like 15 bucks for a 90 day supply. So that's a huge savings on his meds already. But I'm not getting paid by Chewy, so I'm not going to keep here saying and I, I don't know. We don't have any experience with him yet, so I'm not really going to say anything yet. But that's something we're looking into again because we have a farm. So, <laughs> but enough about animals. I'm going to take a quick promo break and I will be right back with the news. It is written the meek shall inherit the earth, but not. On my watch, I am King Osiris. I wasn't born to be a king, but America needed something democracy could no longer give her. And so, like a chess master, I made my moves with anticipation and bravado. This is not just my story, nor simply about my rise to power. This is a story about our world and the monsters that control governments. What happens when the monsters cannot control me? The Rise of King Osiris. Listen on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Visit the rise of King I'm Megan. I'm RJ. And we host Oh No Lit Class, a comedy literature podcast that tells you all the strange and sexy facts you never knew about the books you had to read in school. Every episode is a fun, foul mouthed spark notes for your ears, filled with author bios, plot summaries, bad impressions, and Megan singing. It's mostly you that sings. No. I sing well, she sings poorly. That's not true. So come listen to us ruin classic literature one book at a time at onolitclass.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh no, lit class. We're for kids. No, we're not. Bullshit from the news. We're all over the place. Not so much a theme this week. I'm, I'm sorry about that again from last week because, man, that was that was rough. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> all right, let, let's just jump right in. Australia is trying to make using more than $10,000 in cash illegal. Yeah, I, I, I understand what they're going for. But 
it, it, ultimately, I think it's going to backfire. It's going to do exactly opposite. So here's what's going on. <laughs> In Australia, the government is trying to, they're proposing a, a law that would put in a two-year jail sentence and up to a $25,000 fine if you use cash, basically, if you use cash to in like a lump sum of more than $10,000 to purchase something from a business. And this, this is kind of the important part, the important detail of the whole thing. Say you want to go buy a car. And you decide, I'm going to pay cash for that car. And you spend more than $10,000 to a business. Then that is illegal. And not only are you going to jail, but so are they. Yeah. So the whole point of this law that they're proposing is they're trying to work they're trying to combat the black market basically you know and if, and if you know anything about the black market it's all done in cash these are all you know sales and they're all transactions that are done off book so you know the, you don't swipe your credit card and there's a paper trail you just hand somebody a big stack of money and away you go well th- that's where i'm confused by this because according to this proposed law Private transactions between two individuals. Again, not a business. So, me to you, that doesn't apply. (laughs) And, you know, what would kind of be, what would constitute a a black market transaction? Just me to you. (laughs) Not that you, you're in the black market or I'm in the black market, whatever. But saying... Black market transactions, like the kind they're trying to combat here, are all interpersonal private transactions. And so, this makes no sense to me. <laughs> it's, it's really just like a... a it, it, the, the, the spirit of the, of the idea is great. Because they're like, we're trying to combat the black market by penalizing people for uh, using, you know, dirty money, basically. The problem is, just because someone's holding 10 grand in cash does not mean it's dirty money. Maybe it's somebody who doesn't trust banks, or maybe it's somebody who decided, hey, I'm going to take all of my cash out of the bank and go buy a car cash. Why? Because I don't want to deal with a check bouncing or whatever, something, or the bank questioning this charge or whatever. I don't know. Maybe you just wanted to have a big stack of money because you wanted to have that big stack of money. And said, man, this is what $20,000 looks like in cash. This is so cool. I'm going to walk into that Ford dealer and buy myself a new truck. Can't do that. You're going to jail. That's dumb. They're basically going to penalize people for using large amounts of cash. And again, yeah, I get it because most people who are carrying large amounts of cash are doing something illegal, and that's why they have large amounts of cash. They're drug dealers, and they're they're selling stuff under the table. They're doing stuff typically, stereotypically even. It's a, you're, you're doing some shady business if you're carrying around over 10 grand. But it doesn't 
actually mean you're doing anything illegal. There's nothing illegal about having a lot of cash. And it's really messed up to try and make it that way. So, and again, the sheer fact that the law doesn't apply to individual personal transactions means you're not doing anything about the black market stuff. You're, you're allowing the black market money to flow. You're just not allowing the black market money to enter the regular business world. You can't use your black market or illegal uh, money to buy a legitimate product from a legitimate business. You're hurting the legitimate business. Saying. You're saying. All right. <laughs> this, that story was going to be more prevalent, but then I had a couple that are a little uh, connected. So I got two here that are actually kind of related. Vaguely. Let's just say... um. Uh, Stop combining foods. Uh, The Iowa State Fair is going to have corn dog ale. Excuse me. Excuse me while I throw up. The, the, The craft beer market and then craft beer people and these like crazy specialty microbrews they're just fucking dumb. I'm just going to say it. They're fucking dumb. I'm sorry. You do not need to come up with a million fucking beers made to taste like other bullshit. I don't need a, a jalapeno pineapple salsa ale or, you know, a, a fruit punch IPA or some bullshit. I don't need a caramelized bacon Pilsner. I don't uh, showing up beards and flavors. I'm willing to bet you every one of those stupid flavors exists somewhere because some asshole micro brew home dickhead is sitting there making his fucking fancy ass. Oh, look what I can do. Um, no, it's dumb. Beer is beer is beer. Beer doesn't need to taste like other shit. Beer is beer. Beer should taste like the components that are used to make up a beer. It's made from grains and water. Different grains mean different flavors. You shouldn't be putting shit for corn dogs in a fucking beer. And they're like, no, it doesn't actually have hot dogs. No, it's made with bread. <laughs> because one of the components of beer is yeast. So they're using hot dog buns and cornbread in the, the mash for the beer to give it that cornbready, uh, corn doggy flavor. Still, stupid. It just let a beer be a beer. Why do you need a corn dog flavored beer? The fuck. And uh, okay, I'm going to say, all right, I don't drink beer. I think beer is gross in a general sense. So for me to dish and like to sit there ragging on corn dog beer, but you know what? I don't care. I can deal with some kinds of beer. It's not my thing, but you know what? Nothing about a corn dog ale sounds appealing. Who wants to drink a corn dog? No, it's gross. Corn dogs are delicious. Corn dogs are not meant to be uh, liquid. Speaking of something else that shouldn't exist, that's just totally going to be gross. And I, I, I... I'd say I can't believe they're doing this, but they're doing it. And all things considered, I'm not surprised. 
Hormel Foods has announced part of a special arrangement with Walmart. I'm just going to say it. Pumpkin spice spam. Just going to give you all a minute to throw up. Yeah. Uh, So, (laughs) Hormel is going for a limited edition, only available through walmart.com and I think it's spam.com. You can buy pumpkin spice spam. Now, I will give them credit for this. This absolutely started as a joke a couple years ago. And now they're like, oh, people are still talking about this. Let's go ahead and do it. What the fuck? So as of uh, September 23rd, you will be able to buy pumpkin spice spam at walmart.com and yeah, spam.com. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why people would get this other than a, a, a gag. Just to see, because there's either going to be those, there's two kinds of people that are going to buy this. It's either going to be those people that are eating this as a gag, like YouTubers who are doing prank stuff. And they're going to be like, oh man, I'm going to eat the pumpkin spice spam. Yeah. Those kind of guys, Uh, especially those guys whose last name is Paul and like to, you know, do Stupid shit, not naming names exactly, specifically, fucking dumbass Paul Brothers. But um, it's either those kind of people or those diehard pumpkin spice people who just think it's the greatest flavor ever. It's nutmeg and cinnamon, people. Shut the fuck up. They're not putting the whole gamut of the spices that actually go into pumpkin pie into a thing because, well, it's just not very good in other things because there's a lot of them. I've talked about this when I talk about making my pie, which I'm going to be doing again in another month or so. (laughs) But anyway, that's a whole other thing. Either way, pumpkin spice is gross. It's a horrible flavor to put in anything other than pie. How about you do that? Make a fucking pumpkin pie. Stop putting pumpkin spice in everything else. You stupids, stupids. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm calming down, okay? Now, you would think after all of that, that that would be the end of the segment. But I've got one more thing. It's time for the jackass of the week. Now, the spam thing was totally taking this spot up until like yesterday. But that was before Warbaby from Murderous Miners Killer Kids brought this little nugget to my attention. Fake cop pulls over van full of real cops. <laughs> and even better than that, the location. Oh my God, the location is great. Hicksville, New York. <laughs> you couldn't make this up if you wanted to. Hicksville, New York has arrested a guy who tried to pull over a van full of actual police detectives. So this dude had, uh, I guess he had a horn and he had like flashing emergency lights and he pulled over a van 
that turned out to be full of detectives from the electronic squad, <laughs> which I have to assume is kind of like cyber crimes kind of or like the IT people. So after this dumbass goes and tries to pull over a van full of actual cops, they basically say, hey, we're actual cops. And they go and try and approach his car and start questioning him, at which point he spins his puny-ass little Nissan Sentra around and hauls ass into oncoming traffic. And because, as they say, if you ever worked in the industry, you can't outrun the radio, (laughs) they very quickly radioed to other officers, and he was very quickly apprehended. Oh, man. I... I do not understand why you would pretend to be a cop and pull people over in a general way. Impersonating a police officer is a serious offense in a very general way. But when you're talking about pulling people over and you know for a fact that there are such a thing as unmarked police cars out there, you're basically impersonating one. How do you not, how do you not like, fathom the possibility that one of those cars you might encounter might actually have a cop inside or you know an entire van full of them all the more reason not to be impersonating the police in the first place fucking jackass need to satisfy a hungry mind Every week, Your Brain on Facts brings you science. Why does mint feel cold? History. King Charles II of Spain was so inbred, his family didn't bother educating him. Medicine. Two doctors tested cocaine as an anesthetic by injecting it into their own spines. Music. Many hit songs and even entire albums were written for revenge. Technology. The first video game was made on an oscilloscope in 1958. Art. Restorers destroyed a Da Vinci sketch by dunking it in water and alcohol. And every other topic under the sun. Look for Your Brain on Facts on your favorite podcast app or at yourbrainonfacts.com. Everybody has a story, and not all of those stories are clear black and white issues, even when we think they are. We wonder, how did this happen, or what is that like, or what happens next? Are you sure you really want to know? This is Ignorance Was Bliss at IWB Podcast. Now, normally this is the part of the show where I would be telling you all about a particular podcast that you need to be checking out, but I'm going to do things a little bit different today. Instead of just throwing out one whole big thing, I'm going to give you kind of a a peek behind what have I been listening to new lately? Or more specifically, what what have been taking up some of my time? What am I binging? And first off, I just have to get this out of the way. Less binging and more of damn. Now, I've talked about Girl in Space before, actually not that long ago. And just this last weekend, she finally dropped the big episode 13 season one finale hour plus long episode with so much crazy shit going on 
you absolutely need to be if you're not listening to girl in space really you you need to go you need to go now go listen to girl in space it's really easy to binge the whole season you will not regret it just saying but i've also been listening to um show it's called a girl and her horror and it is from natalie from some kind of brown and i think she has another show and i'm blanking it um but I, I it, it's basically a a micro show. It's about five minutes. I think her goal is no more than five minutes for a review, and it's her just going through and doing horror movie reviews. And so I've I've been I listened to she she started with the entire Conjuring series, and so I've been I was going through all of those. Good show. Uh, again, future feature. Just not getting into the into the weeds with it right now. And just last night, I started on uh, the rise of King Asylus, which I've heard about. And I'm actually friends with a guy who makes it on Facebook and on Twitter and all the places. And I've heard about it, but I hadn't listened to it yet because I thought it was, I guess, kind of like Release the Clowns, where I didn't know exactly what it was and it didn't sound appealing to me because I, I thought it was going to be a really big political thing. So I was like, ah, no, not really my thing. But I went ahead and started listening to it last night and I'm getting into it, but they are a little bit longer. They're 30 ish minutes. And because it's an audio drama with full production and everything, that's one of those things that I don't listen to at double speed. I, I actually listen to those at regular speed. So right now he's at episode 30. It's going to take me a while to get caught up on that. So I want to get further into the story before I give a full feature to it. Definitely getting into the story though. It's, it's, in just the first three episodes that I listened to last night, it was uh, there's some crazy shit going on, and I can only I can't even imagine where it's going to be at episode thirty when I get to there. So that, that's what I've been kind of doing. So I'll be I'll be talking about all of those shows. Well, I already talked about Girl in Space, but I'll be I'll be talking about a girl and her horror and Rise of King Silas more in the future. But just kind of giving you a hint; those are coming up. <laughs> if I if I can get in touch with Natalie, I will probably start running a promo for that show also. But what else do I have? So <laughs> if you're watching the calendar and you're listening to this pretty much in line with when it comes out, you would have, might have noticed that next week is the last show of the month, which is typically my guest of the month. Except due to scheduling conflicts and doctor's appointments with kids, that kind of got screwed up. I was supposed to be uh, talking to John Buchanan, the five-time featured show host. But long story short, uh, kids' eye doctor appointment ran for three hours and totally ate up into our recording time and kept us from really sitting down to do that. And because... He's a busy guy and kids and schedules. We just have not been able to work that out yet in time for me to have next week's show ready. So I do not know if I'm going to have a guest of the month in time for next week. I just do not know if I'm going to have time between now and next week to have it done for you. I'm going to try. 
I'm gonna see if I can if I can find anybody who can who can jump on with me. I know I've got a few friends out there. You, I know you're listening too. You're listening. But if anyone really wants to jump on with me in the next couple of days after this drops, like before the like by the end of this weekend, if you're out there, you're out there listening and you want to jump on for this weekend, uh, let me know. You know where to find me. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at odd dad out show at odddadoutpodcast.com I'm just going to roll through the spiel for now <laughs> remember links to all those assholes that I talked about in the news where you can find me on social and the newly launched finally Odd Dad Out voice productions at odovoicepro.com if you are interested in podcast production or consulting stuff throwing it out there why not <laughs> but until next week, if I have a guest or not, we'll find out together. <laughs> I'm Adam Higgins, the odd dad out. Thank you and good night. <laughs>